Welcome to our first episode of the Missing Midwest podcast. My name is Liz and I'm your host. I was born, raised, and still live in the Midwest. My goal for this podcast is to highlight some of the stories of individuals that have gone missing. Some of the victims you may have heard of, while others may be new to your ears. As a heads up, the people that are discussed in this podcast are considered innocent until proven guilty. All of the sources in this episode may be found on my website, missingmidwest.com. Today's case happens to take place in my hometown of Dubuque, Iowa. We investigate a mysterious disappearance from 19 years ago when a young woman from Iowa seemingly just vanished from a small town bar without a trace. This is the missing case of Crystal Arnstorf. The evening of July 3rd, 2001, the city of Dubuque, Iowa hosted their annual fireworks celebration. This celebration tends to bring in a huge crowd, typically over 100,000 people to watch the fireworks be set off over the Mississippi River. 20-year-old Crystal Arnstorf was watching the fireworks that night with her sister Jen and some friends at a house near the Mississippi River. For those of you that are not familiar with the area, Dubuque is considered a blue-collar town nestled along the river and is bordered by both Wisconsin and Illinois. Crystal was a beautiful, young, blonde woman with everything to look forward to in life. Her family describes her as very fun and loving, always wanting to be a helper and just a great person. Crystal's mother, Barb, said she was shy as a child but was just starting to come out of her shell and blossom into a vibrant young woman. She was a typical young adult who loved music, going to school, tanning, being around her family, and she loved to go out to eat. I mean, we can all relate to that. Later that year, Crystal had plans to go to Florida on vacation with her family. Traveling wasn't super common for Crystal or her family, so this vacation was going to be a big deal. Crystal and a friend had decided that night that they were going to go out drinking after the fireworks had ended. Crystal was underage at only 20 years old, but no judgment here. Like many other adults, she took her chances and decided to go to the bar. According to an article published in the Dubuque Telegraph Herald newspaper, Crystal and her friend met up with two other friends at Knicker's Saloon, a bar known locally to be frequented by a rougher crowd at the time, typically motorcycle bikers. Now, this bar has new owners currently and isn't viewed in quite that way, but the reputation has kind of stuck around. While at the bar, Crystal reportedly was trying to locate someone to give her a ride to the bars in East Dubuque, Illinois. The bars in East Dubuque, Illinois are only about a seven-minute drive from Nickers Bar, and luck would have it that she ended up making plans with the bartender, Robert, to share a taxi across the bridge over the Mississippi River from Dubuque to East Dubuque to continue drinking. The bars across the river in Illinois are open later for those that don't want to end their night right at 2 a.m. And Robert had called a cab and continued cleaning up the bar. While Robert continued to clean up the bar, Crystal placed a call to her boyfriend, Tim, at 2.03 a.m. According to Robert, he had assumed Crystal's plans had changed sometime after he had called the cab. He continued to clean up and close down the bar and looked everywhere, but she was nowhere to be found. He did end up taking that cab and arrived to the bars in East Dubuque around 2.30 a.m. without Crystal. And he's the last known person to have seen her alive. 
He was later charged and pled guilty to serving alcohol to a minor. He has not been charged in connection with Crystal's disappearance and is not considered to be involved in her disappearance. Unfortunately, Crystal was left alone at that bar. Her friends and sister had left early in the evening as she stayed out drinking. It's not clear if she left the bar alone or with someone or if she left at all. However, she is believed to have gone missing right around 2 a.m. after she had spoken with her boyfriend and when the bars in Dubuque closed. Crystal's car, keys, and money had been left behind at the bar. She was nowhere to be found. Crystal was not known to be missing until several hours later in the early morning hours of July 4, 2001. Crystal's sister, Jen, received a phone call from Crystal's boyfriend, Tim, asking if she had seen Crystal. Having no contact with her boyfriend and family was very out of character for Crystal. Crystal's family was under the impression that they could not contact police for at least 24 hours after she was last seen. So they had tried contacting everyone that they knew was at the bar that evening to see if anyone knew anything about where their loved one was. Like most people, the family was concerned that she had not come home, and she was scheduled to work and did not show up. This, again, was very out of character for her. They wanted to believe that she was just out with some friends or family and everything would be fine. Unfortunately, that's not the case, and she's still missing to this day. Crystal's boyfriend, Tim, submitted DNA and passed a polygraph test and is not considered to be a suspect in Crystal's disappearance. Over the days and weeks following Crystal's disappearance, the Dubuque Police Department attempted to locate those that were in that bar that night. Two of the patrons in the bar were former Dubuque residents who lived approximately an hour away at the time in Mount Horeb, Wisconsin. The two brothers are named Stephen and David. According to witnesses, David's vehicle matched the description of one seen leaving the parking lot behind the bar around closing time. The two brothers have been questioned several times over the years, and in 2002 they took polygraphs, and the vehicle was searched at that time. While being questioned, they have provided inconsistent stories about that night, and their alibis were not able to be substantiated. The polygraphs also indicated deception. You know that eyewitness report and vehicle search? Well, in 2015, Iowa cold cases received a tip saying that David was not driving his own vehicle that evening. Instead, he had borrowed his sister's pickup truck. The tipster also provided information in the location they believe Arnsdorf was buried. No new information has been made public regarding this information, and the brothers were never charged in connection with Crystal's case. It's still not clear which vehicle the brothers were driving that evening and if they were ever able to track down the sister's vehicle. At the time of Crystal's disappearance, she was 5 foot 6 inches tall, weighed 115 pounds, had blonde hair and brown eyes, but was wearing blue tinted contact lenses the evening she had disappeared. Crystal was last seen wearing a white polo t-shirt, tan shorts, black sandals, a gold chain necklace with an opal pendant, an opal ring, and a toe ring. Other distinguishing characteristics include a mole near her navel and double pierced ears. Dubuque police followed more than 550 leads, but have made no arrests in what they still consider a missing person case with a high suspicion of being criminal in nature. They have tracked down everyone known to be in the bar that night, which was said to be around 70 people. Authorities said that they do not believe she left of her own accord, and Arnstorf's case remains unsolved. There was a recent update here in September of 2020. 
Iowa State cold case special agents and law enforcement were seen on site at Nicker's Saloon. It is rumored they had spent extensive time in the basement of the bar, but no further details have emerged regarding if anything was found or what exactly they were searching for. So what happened to Crystal in those early morning hours? Did she leave the bar to make a new start? Was she left in the basement of the bar? Did she catch a ride with someone else never to be seen again? I guess we just have to wait and find out. But if anyone has any information, you should call the Dubuque Police Department at 563-589-4415. You can speak to Investigator Dave Randall or Investigator Nick Schlosser. Crime Stoppers is also offering up to a $2,000 reward to anyone who can help lead to an arrest regarding the disappearance of Crystal Arnstorf. All we can do is urge everyone in the area to go through those old photo albums or reach back into their memory banks to see if there was anything that was off that night. We just need to bring Crystal home and bring peace to her family. Thank you guys so much for listening to the first episode of Missing Midwest. Now, if you like what you heard, please go ahead and subscribe and leave a review wherever you're listening. And if you have an idea of a case submission, I would love for you to submit your idea out on my website, www.missingmidwest.com. See you next week. And always stay safe out there.